Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs, host of Nurse Talk Radio, one of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Here's what we're talking about this week. Well, Casey, it's time we try to make sense of the senseless, look under the hood of topics that are oftentimes not what they appear to be on the surface, or even worse, they're exactly what they appear to be. That's right, Shane. Whether it's insurance company profits, big pharma price gouging, Republican covered wagon policy setbacks, or discussing real solutions to all of these concerns, it's time for Healthcare in America with Donna Smith. Donna, welcome. We have lots to talk about. Update us on the repeal and uh, replace of Obamacare. Where are we now? Well, you know, it would be very difficult to try and figure out exactly where we're at. The first executive order that Donald Trump signed his very first day in office was to tell the other agencies of the government to not do anything that would um, would jeopardize revenue for the federal government that related to the Affordable Care Act, um, which made it uh, a, a little bit difficult for those agencies to figure out exactly what the heck he meant. Sure. Did that mean? Did that mean that if they were not supposed to enforce the mandates? Did that mean they were supposed to, for instance, as they did this week, limit people's access to signing up on the federal exchange for insurance? Uh, now, as we understand it, they've brought that site back up again, uh, but for a period of time, they stopped advertising that it was still open enrollment for some people on the federal exchange. Pretty scary stuff for people who are still trying to get their insurance. And so far, the Republicans have not really put forward any specific plan whatsoever, where you hear Donald Trump saying, oh, everybody's going to have insurance, it's going to be better, it's going to cost less, everything's going to be great. You have Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, saying, well, that's not exactly what the Republicans have in mind. We have in mind that everybody will have access to insurance. Which doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. Just like Bernie said, he has access to a $10 million home and can't afford it. But but Donna, Susan Collins, the only sane Republican left, it seems like, proposed leaving (laughs) it up to the states if they want to keep Obamacare. Do you think that's anything they'd go with? Well, I think, you know, perhaps some states might opt to do that for a short period of time. But I think the problem that we find everyone in is this disarray in the health insurance markets where the health insurance companies become very unsure of of what's going to happen next with the federal government and what's going to happen next with health care policy, and it destabilizes all of the insurance markets. So I think what, what we're seeing here is what we're seeing in so many other policy areas with this new administration, they, they appear to be like a, a bull in a china shop. You know, they, they run around signing executive orders and moving quickly without really understanding or appreciating the implications for people who are out there on the other end. And what about these block grants that we're hearing about? What are those and, and how would that work? Well, block grants, good question. Block grants refer to the Medicaid programs. And as we know, 31 states eventually voted to expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. And Tom Price, the uh, nominee for Health and Human Services cabinet position, is in favor of going to a block grant system whereby the federal government would give a chunk of money to each state and say, there, administer your own Medicaid program. The problem with that is, is it rolls back the expanded 
uh, income qualifications of the Affordable Care Act and leaves many people in real jeopardy for having any kind of coverage whatsoever. Again, taking our most vulnerable populations and putting them at risk, which is exactly the kind of public health policy we would not want. So it's it's all a very uh, right-wing conservative agenda when it comes to health policy. And we all might argue that if you looked at the business world or, or you looked at selling of real uh, commodities, products, that you might be able to argue that's a good way to go. But healthcare is not like a commodity. Healthcare is a right. Healthcare is something that we all need. And to, to try and manage it like some other business where you're essentially selling products is just not reasonable and it's not right and it's not going to work to keep people covered for their health care. That's for sure. So the big question, Donna, is this. What's really behind this whole issue of repealing Obamacare, the real issue, not the phony one that they say they care about people? Well, we think it's ideology. We remember back to the hideous summer of 2009 when the Tea Party was being born and and getting vitriolic and angry about uh, Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act before it even was the Affordable Care Act, they have been chomping at the bit and voted more than 60 times to repeal this act without ever having a plan ready to go. One would think that a law that they voted more than 60 times to repeal, they would have put a little bit of energy into finding what it was they wanted to replace it, unless the message to the American people is, we don't care what we replace it with, really. We just don't want uh, to have the government helping with health care expenses. But our reality is the government already does help with health care expenses and always will need to, unless we're really going to go to a government system where everybody's just on their own. And that is just not possible for this country or for any other on the face of the planet. Yeah, And I think, too, I, I saw where if you make $3.8 million a year, which puts you in the top 1% of income, that you're going to make, uh, you're going to pay about $288,000 a year towards Obamacare. So I think that a tax cut for the top 1%, that's a pretty significant amount of money. And I think that that's got to be part of what's behind it as well. Oh, I'm sure it is. Although, come on now, really? How many people really fall into that category that we have to Mm -hmm. be very concerned about that, you know, are going to pay $288,000 a year for their health insurance? Most of those ultra-wealthy folks, do just fine finding health insurance at a reasonable rate, and they find ways like their brother, Mr. Trump, does to avoid paying taxes at the same right. rate as the rest of us do. We have to remember, during the campaign season, he reminded us all the fact that he's not paying taxes just shows how smart he is right. Right. at working the tax code. So anybody who believes that the top 1% really needs a tax break of some kind is not thinking straight about what's going on in the country. It's an ideological run right at the moment, trying to prove a point, trying to turn the tables. And I think the American people, as we are witnessing from people getting out in the streets and people, and we're hearing reports everywhere across the country that phone lines are jammed into congressional offices, thank goodness, keep it up, everybody, that that the congressional members are getting letters and calls and emails at record rates, even more so than they did uh, when the Affordable Care Act was being considered, because people are terrified. This isn't politics. This isn't ideology. These are human lives. 
So we're going to have to stand up for each other and get and get even louder with our congressional members. We want people to have access to health care. Yeah, Donna, I, I'm with you on that. Now, on that vein, what do we know about the confirmation of the Health and Human Services nominee, Tom Price? Well, it likely will go through, sadly, although a lot of pressure is being put on through a lot of different senators' offices trying to, to keep the full Senate vote from going in his favor. Right at the moment, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to stop the nomination, but the reality is uh, letting people know how deeply disappointed we are in this man. And we'll remember that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and other senators raised deep concerns about Tom Price's purchase of stock just six days before he passed legislation in Congress that was of great benefit to that hip and joint uh, replacement manufacturer. This is not a person who should be in charge of our Department of Health and Human Services, but it looks like the vote for Tom Price will probably come up sometime this week. So, Donna, what can people do to stay informed and get involved? You talked about uh, contacting their congressperson. Uh, Anything else you'd recommend? I would absolutely recommend that you not just call, but that you email and that you write, um, even if the lines are jammed. And not just your congressional members. Let's make sure that we do not allow the Trump administration to separate itself from the Republican Congress that is is actually pulling the strings on, on a great deal of this and make sure that Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell and other leadership in the Republican Party hear from us. And then don't leave the Democrats out. They need to have a spine. They need to have a backbone. Yes. And they need to stand up for us to this mess so that we know when we put these people out of office in 2018 that we gave them every notice that we were going to do so unless they did the business of the American people in the right way. So very well put, Donna. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Donna Smith, our Healthcare in America senior correspondent. Donna is also the executive director of Progressive Democrats of America. For more information about this topic or about National Nurses United, visit nnu.org.